I'm Riker, and this is Pilot. Take out the papers and the trash, or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrub that kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yakety yak! Don't talk back. <laughs> Well, that's fun. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to be yakety yakking here about WandaVision in today's episode, and we don't want none of you talking back. <laughs> that's just a joke. Uh, <laughs> write us an email at pilotsthepodcast.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> pilotsthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, okay, so we're sitting down to review Disney Plus's WandaVision mm-hmm. because we were asked to. Yes. Uh, in collaboration with another podcast. What do you tell us about? Yes, it's the Pizza and Pop Party Podcast. The Pizza and Pop Party Podcast? The Pizza and Pop Party Podcast. The Pizza and Pop Party Podcast is joining forces with Pilots the Podcast. <laughs> Where you'll meet personalities, Jimmy the Prince and the homie Gibson. Um, so they've asked us to review this on our show because we're going to be on their show yes. soon. Yes, absolutely. So if you wanted to put a face with our ridiculous voices... That's going to be the place you do it because I'm never promising you a video podcast and theirs is. So we are conforming <laughs> to that format <laughs> just for you guys. Yeah, you'll know what our stupid faces look like. Yeah, <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, both. <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. For all the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. So be sure to check out their episode, which comes out this Friday, March 12th, and will be available at jimmytheprince.com. And I will also link it in our show notes. All right, let's jump in. Absolutely. Let's start talking genre. Genre. I had to ask you for the time period because <laughs> I just didn't know. But they definitely seem to really lean into the, you said probably late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, I'm going to revise that now and just say early 60s. Early 60s. And what I looked at was the date that, uh, the year that Bewitched was on air. Yeah. Started out black and white, went color later. Uh, and that was 1964. And I always forget the year that all, like, Gilligan's Island and all the shows in I Dream of Genie were going from black and white to color. And about 64 makes a lot of sense to me because I think that's what... They were still making black and white movies even yeah. though color had been around for a while. Um, so this was the point that 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 transition was happening. So I, I think based on the style, even based on the subject matter where they're magical and keeping it secret from the boss and the mm-hmm. boss coming over, there was a lot of it that was directly reminiscent to Bewitched. You know, and and yeah. and then just generally speaking, um, I dream of Jeannie, the living room for some reason. I, I don't know the Andy Griffith. Not, I'm sorry. I know Andy Griffith quite well. The Dick Van Dyke show all that well because that was a 50s show, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, but that one was one that uh, the set kind of reminded me of the set there. So there, my point is that there might be a bunch of influences. But the influence that was really definitive to me was Bewitched, and that was 1964 show, so I think this is harkening specifically to that era that uh, we're seeing our characters in a 1964 sitcom, you know, alternative reality. Yeah, absolutely. So I haven't seen Bewitched. Like, I'm not really a big fan of older TV. I like things emulating older TV, but I don't really like older TV. So for me, the only thing I saw that was kind of older that this felt like to me was I Love Lucy because it had like the whole domestic comedy where they're kind of playing off of, well, this is what a stereotypical wife is supposed to do. This is what a stereotypical husband is supposed to do. Oh, aren't you silly because you, you know, for whatever thing. Right. Oh, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you can't, that's, that's the behemoth i mean there's no there's nothing bigger no there's like to lucy's credit like there's no piece of uh, american tv you can't get away from it like yeah like the the dna of that is probably sprinkled through everything in ways that we don't even realize um yeah your credit uh you haven't you're not really familiar with bewitched because you didn't have nickelodeon on as a kid (laughs) growing up in the country uh that's not it my parents did not believe in paying for tv it's not that we couldn't. It's that they refuse. They feel like paying for TV is stupid. You get your local channels. That's it. 
which is funny because my mom has like all of the streaming services now. <laughs> <laughs> now that you don't have, you know, a cable where they pick your schedule for you mm. and here are the shows. And if you if you want to watch it at a time it's not playing, you better DVR that shit. <laughs> it's a new age of television. So now more is available. But no, I wouldn't have seen this, seen it growing up because we didn't have cable. So for everybody that was watching Nick at Night uh, back in the day, um, this is, it, it's nostalgic for me. You yeah. Know, like I remember Bewitched when Bewitched was old. And I remember how my parents loved Bewitched when they were, when it was new. Yeah. Uh, and everybody loved Elizabeth Montgomery. Everybody in our parents' age group loved Elizabeth Montgomery who played Samantha, Sam Stevens, Samantha Stevens, the, the witch in um, Bewitched. Interesting. So, and I even think Elizabeth Olsen mm-hmm. looks like her a little bit. Okay. Um, but anyway, so it brings back a lot of really fun memories about the whimsy of those old shows. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it's like you love them because, because you remember them from when you were little, and you love them because your parents loved them so much when they were introducing them to you. So it's cool to see it, and it was done well, I think, is is the uh, the aspect of it that I like it it reminds me of the show it feels like the show and it really felt like if I was just sitting walking in sitting down for the most part um, if I didn't know better based on actors and the tone of it yeah uh, for a few minutes it probably would have fooled me into thinking it really was an old 1960s show yeah absolutely uh, and we don't know why this is taking place in a 1960s it's taking place in a tv show it opens up with a tv show intro yeah saying starring wanda maximoff maximoff yeah and starring vision mm-hmm. so it's not starring the actors the intro that we are seeing is part of the plot it's the characters that are in the uh it's their names in the intro mm-hmm. so it's a in little the title meta. screens <laughs> yeah exactly and we don't know what's going on yeah. so you're just supposed to be caught up in the nostalgia of this right now and mm-hmm. wondering why are we here they've made a couple comments like he says something to her i can't remember what and she said well maybe i'm overdoing a little bit with this apron and it's the sheer like sexy apron mm-hmm. um but because she's making breakfast and she's gonna make him a giant like sitcom tv 1960s breakfast and he says uh i don't eat because i'm a robot She's like, oh, that's why our fridge is empty. Right. That checks out. <laughs> Not merely because it's a set. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she said, we're trying to blend in. And I don't, you know, it's like, do they know that they're in a show? I don't think they know they're in a show. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Um, so I kind of wrote down like a summary of events, I guess, as it went through. Because we come in on them getting married. They're just married. Um, and then we kind of, after all of the breakfast shenanigans, I guess, um, they land, they look at the calendar and realize that there's a heart on August 23rd and they're both playing like they know what the heart means, Mm -hmm. but clearly neither of them knows what the heart means. And so they're kind of extrapolating, okay, well, what could it be? Well, I know, don't you know? How dare you not know? Okay. So we both know then. Cool. And so they kind of go with this like suspense of, okay, well, what is it? They have, they both have pasts that they don't know how to draw on because they just don't know their past. They don't know why they're here. They don't know what they're like. They don't know how they got married, when they got married, why they got married. And they're getting suspicious of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because he goes to work. See, at first I thought this was all part of the joke. Mm -hmm. I thought it was part of the joke that there is something on the calendar that we, he says, I'm incapable of forgetting anything. Yeah. Um, but we don't remember what that is. And yeah. it's like old school, like Lucy, Ricky, boy Absolutely. versus girl humor. Uh, and I actually kind of felt like they left on a note of, okay, we're both cool with the fact that neither of us remembers what this is. And Absolutely. Let's just carry on They're trying to normalize it. Right. And now I realize as it goes on, I realize they were really leaving with, oh, you know, and I know, and we're not going to fight about it. Okay, great. Let's proceed. And you would think it would be an anniversary. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. So the neighbor... Agnes. Uh, Agnes. The, you know, the stereotypical old sitcom neighbor lady. Busybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, troublemaker. Is... They're realizing together, oh, it's the an- oh, duh, it's the anniversary! But it's yeah. actually Mr. Hart, the employer at the job that Vision goes to. Um, now, Vision is a... Is he a robot? Is that He's a an android. He's an android. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why I ask. I know it's, you know, pronouns. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Vision is is an android and then he does a little magic 
yeah. to turn himself into looking like a human so he could go to work and Absolutely. interact with people. Uh, so he goes to work and he's asking, what is it that we do here? I loved that bit. Yeah. And it goes on that, oh, yeah, do we sell, buy or sell something? Do we produce anything? Do we enorm his coworker? Golly gee willikers, you sure got through that fast. Productivity is up 300% since you got here. Productivity of what? What are we producing? <laughs> so that's, you know, like a little bit of evidence one or number two after there's stuff on the calendar. We don't know what it means. Yeah. I go to work and I don't know what we do. See, I thought this was them trying to get through the, like the... Mm, what was the movie Pleasantville? Do you ever see the movie Pleasantville? Oh, you got to see it. It's so good. They go into the TV show and then they start messing with the conventions of the TV show. Yeah. Uh, reality. Oh, that's my list. Yeah. So I thought that's what we were seeing here was that they were living in the conventions of, of the sitcom, realizing it really didn't make any sense. And then as it's going through, I'm pretty sure they're suspended in a sitcom. And toward the end, you get this where, where they're saying, well, how did you meet the husband and wife, the employer, Mr. and Mrs. Hart are at the house for dinner. How did you guys meet? And they're saying, yeah, we met. We got married. And he's getting all flustered. Like, it's a really basic question, guys. Yeah. How and when did you meet? And, and they're drawn a blank. Uh, and then they're applying his, you know, superpower to save Mr. Hart's life when he yeah, starts choking Yeah, Mr. Hart something. starts choking, which is a very odd beat because um, the wife... Played by Kitty Foreman, no. <laughs> uh, Deborah Joe. Oh, I've got her written. I should know, but I don't. Uh, Deborah Joe Rupp, um, also known as Kitty Foreman. So good to see show. her again. In anything I see her, and I'm delighted. But mm-hmm. she just kept saying as she's cho- as he's choking, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" And I'm just like, what? "Did y'all not know Heimlich in the state? Like, when was this invented? When was Heimlich the Heimlich maneuver?" <laughs> I think in the Invented. 80s. But oh, that's <laughs> it then. I'm like, fuck, are we just going to let him choke to death? Like, is it not proper to give someone the Heimlich maneuver at a dinner party? But it was also eerie. Yeah. The, st- the stop it thing. It was like a Stepford housewife having a malfunction. Yeah. And they kind of broke their conventions, their filming style, like the single camera comedy thing, where mm-hmm. we're, or I guess it's a multi-camera comedy thing. We It no longer feels like we're just looking at the set, like the stage, like mm-hmm. you would in an old comedy. And then we're behind the table and we're zoomed in on her a lot closer. That's the thing. Like, if you were, if you were just walking into it, you would know that this wasn't an old sitcom because yeah. of that. And it was very – and it was eerie. And this is what is indicating to us all is not well and something – there. Something's not adding up. Yeah, there's a little – there's a perforation in the alternate reality here that might break open. Yeah. And expose that this is fake. So, you know – uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's you know, very interesting to me. So moving back to the genre, do you feel like it conveys what we should expect for the genre in some ways anyway? Uh, not at all. And I love it. Okay. Yeah, I love that it didn't because, and you have to really watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. I wrote Bewitched. This is a genre. Like, mm-hmm. like it obviously is reminiscent of that. Um, but what's the genre of this show we're watching? Yeah. What's the time and place? What's the, what's the purpose what are we doing here? What are the conventions of this show? No, you don't have any. It gives you none of that. Yeah. And very I, intentionally, though. And even as somebody who's really unfamiliar with pretty much all things Marvel, um, I mean, you true. can't escape it. I've seen <laughs> things. But, yeah. you know, with as much as out there, I'm not qualified to talk about it. It's it's probably enough to know that it's Marvel and it's enough to know a lot of, you know, uh, that they have their, you know, formula. Mm-hmm. And that this is a deviation from it. Oh, absolutely. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. It you subverts know. expectations from the get-go. Yeah. And even the genre is, this is going to be a longer form story before you're even going to know that. But you mm-hmm. know, but I think if you didn't know what world it took place in, yeah, it would have been very ineffective. Because it would have been, I mean, you wouldn't have, you all you would have watched was... It wouldn't have told you any of the rules. So you need to know the characters first, at least a little bit. Mm, you need to know that I they exist I feel like their little sing-song does cover at least that she's, that they're abnormal. So, I mean, it doesn't give the whole story about them, I suppose. I say I suppose. It doesn't give you their whole story, but I feel like it probably tells you as much as you really need to know to continue forward. That he was a superhero, you know, she's a superhero, obviously, of some sort. Her powers were not meant to do domestic... Like, she's clearly not adept at using her powers for household chores. She did it kind of, but, like, not to great success when it came to making dinner. So, like, this clearly isn't the way she's used her powers, but she knows she has them. She's aware of that. 
I don't know. I just I feel like there's a lot at play here where it's kind of setting some expectations that. That's fair. I guess all I mean is that even you wouldn't watch the show. You wouldn't see, oh, here's a show called WandaVision and not know that it was Marvel. That's true. Yeah, I think it's essential to your understanding. Like, it, it matters that there's a history before this. So it's kind of like how Star Trek, the genre is Star Trek. Yeah. In a sense, the genre of this is Marvel, but also... Totally. Okay. Which doesn't deviate from... I mean, that's not a, a knock against it, but in mm-hmm. order to score it, I think we need to acknowledge that if you're looking at this pilot, you need to know that this is a pilot that takes place in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. for, for a scoring of the pilot to be relevant. And that being said, even though we are left with with a mystery, what is the genre of this show? If we know that the genre is, well, it's Marvel. Yeah. And there's something afoot here that's going to connect it to the broader universe. um, That's all we know for now, which is very vague. I mean, that's a super vague premise to begin with. And and the the creative way that we're doing it Mm -hmm. really intrigues me. So I would say, even with all those question marks around it, this is a Marvel tale, and it's and it's. Pretty narrow focus right now. Yeah. Is that enough to interest you? As a non-Marvel fan, that's enough to interest me. That's cool. I feel like this is um, a neat episode in that I don't feel like it's often that we pass a genre for not knowing <laughs> what it is for sure. No. Like that's that's kind of, I think, a first for us. So I'm, I'm kind of excited by that. Yeah, I'm kind of proud of us. I know. We're, <laughs> we're growing. We did a really good job on this one. <laughs> Pat back here. <laughs> <laughs> I just winked at you, but you didn't see it. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. I think I spoke on that, but did you get? Yeah, no, I felt more or less the same on it. Okay. Just the kind of the I love Lucy vibe that they're kind of playing on some of the domestic things. But they're really, I mean, I would believe that this isn't where they're going with it. And to kind of comment on something you brought up earlier, because I didn't know that 1964 was the year that things started going to color. So I kind of wonder if that also is very intentionally because things are going to probably change, even if it's just we get color. Good point. Um, (laughs) So maybe we can expect color episodes here soon. I don't know. But that was kind of an interesting add to it. I think you can. But the only reason I say that is because I typed in WandaVision on my phone and it looked like there are other things with and color. I, I wonder yeah and it, well <laughs> yeah but I was w- with as very little yeah. as I looked I just grazed it because I didn't want to spoil anything yeah I wondered if we are going to proceed through different eras of sitcoms That'd which be I cool. think what you might be yeah saying. yeah um so yeah that's that's um this is the opener to a bigger story mm-hmm. uh is this where we're going to remain I don't think that would make any sense well, I don't know. I'd actually be interested to see them continue, like every season, do a, a you know, a, a season in the Bewitched timeline, and the yeah. next year do the Mary Tyler Moore show. That still kind of harkens back to uh, the way Arch and Archer does it yeah. too, where they just kind of spend a, a season with this genre, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, after they did the spy scene genre, which lasted a couple years, then they did one. Like Miami Vice was their Archer Vice. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like that, where you kind of get to switch out what your genre is and really play with your characters in that. Keep things fresh. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're a fan of the show and the characters, yeah. so you can deviate from the original premise yeah. as it expands, and you're now a, a fan of the show and not just the premise. Yeah, I'm excited by that. Yeah. So uh, I have on our first character card, I just have Wanda. Yeah. Um, she has, we know nothing about the character other than what you might know from the movies, which I don't think applies in this episode at all. I don't yeah. think it's relevant. I don't remember much about, like, what little I remember about Wanda and Vision um, was that they, like, there wasn't an appropriate place for their romance as far as I remember in the movies. Like, mm-hmm. that she was into him, that there was a romantic feeling there, but there, it's kind of like that this isn't the time or place for that. Um, and so I kind of wonder if that's part of this. I don't know. I'm very interested in that. But that's all I know about them as well. So from this, we we don't get a whole lot of who they actually are. Just their powers a little bit. How they feel like they should be interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's definitely not the characteristic, like, here's who she is. They're, try- they're just trying to blend in right mm-hmm. now. She is Sokovian. Yeah, I liked that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So they think she thinks she's putting on a romantic anniversary. 
for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he realizes that the boss is coming over. That's what the heart was on the calendar. Yeah. H-A-R-T. And he said, oh, it was an abbreviation for Mr. Hart. And she says, you can move. I can't, I'm going to get the quote wrong because I didn't write it down. But yeah. you can move at super speed and I can make a pencil fly through the air. Why would abbreviation be an issue? Yeah. Why, why would we yeah, do that? Mr. and Mrs. Hart for dinner, right? Which, again, kind of points at maybe they didn't do it. And this is just a universe they were plopped into. I was going to say plopped. I was going to use the word plopped. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of ploppage going on. See, it was very clear. They set <laughs> yeah. very clear expectations for us because we both know that there's plopping <laughs> afoot. That's how you know. Some plopping going on. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I think that's all yeah. true. Uh, so they make this joke that she's Sokovian because she's putting on this romantic dinner and she she kind of, in a flirty way, addresses Mr. Hart in the dark when he gets there because she thinks it's vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's saying, oh, no, that's just a customary Sokovian greeting. Uh, my wife's European. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> and he's European, but then yeah. it's like he's not because he's not in the sitcom, he wasn't written as me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is actually really weird. Like, mm. if you hear his accent, you would assume, well, yeah, you're European. You probably, you know, probably have a European wife. But he definitely seems way more European in every way than she does. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like a pretty stereotypical housewife. Rolls and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yakety yak bit. I loved. Yeah. That's where somebody asks him. They have yakety yak. Don't talk back. So, yeah, that's a thread in this. Uh, his norm mm-hmm. uh, is playing that. He says, uh, is the music bothering you? I hope my music's not bothering you. And he says, in reference to uh, getting work done or the nonsensical nature of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, the first one. He goes, no, not bothering me at all. <laughs> and then later when he needs a distraction from Kitty Foreman, uh-huh. realizing that uh, Mrs. Wanda, Mrs. Vision, <laughs> that Mrs. Vision is making bowls and plates and, and utensils fly in the kitchen as she makes dinner. Um, we try to s- distract her from that, so he just jumps into, yakety yak, don't talk back. Uh, and that's like, I think as much as we say about the characters here. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So they are just hitting the, the old school sitcom comedy beats and interacting as a charming couple that's pretty much all we get yeah mr hart's kind of a dick um he's a major dick, dick but it's yeah. a he's a tropey dick a sitcom <laughs> tropian a dick, dick. <laughs> <laughs> i like that tropian well it dick's all tropey <laughs> <laughs> um and so there was that norm the neighbor so all we got here was an introduction to sitcom tropes absolutely like a really full-throated commitment to sitcom tropes full-throated after the, the tropian dick, I just don't. <laughs> I don't like that lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally the other day I was gonna say a full throated endorsement of, and I said a deep throated, a full throated, <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that never sounded just right. Just get rid of the word throat. Yeah, it just doesn't belong it. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so that's as much as I really have to say about the characters, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I think as you were talking, I kind of realized we learn more about what they're not than what they are. Great point. Because Wanda, like, she clearly doesn't know how to do any of the domestic duties at all. And so we know, at least if nothing else, she's not a housewife. She doesn't do things around the house. Like, this is not who she is. Vision, um, I mean, <laughs> he is not a human man. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly not- human, organic-based, carbon life form, just as yourself. Oh, yeah. Norm. Norm. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you get more of what Wanda is not in this than you get more, you know, than you get of what Vision is not. But with Wanda, you definitely get the, she is not the housewife. She does not have these skills. She was not set up for this. Yeah, I don't get the sense that they're actually in love or a couple. Hmm. See, I think they're in love, but maybe just not a couple. Oh, there you go. There, there's, a, conne- yeah. there's connection for yeah, sure. But I connection. think that was your point. And what, all I knew from when I saw them in whatever that movie was that I saw them in, which I think was Civil War or, wait a second, was Captain America Civil War? You hated that one, I so no wonder you blacked one. it all out. I hated it so much. So they were definitely in Age of Ultron because that's where Vision came about. If that gives you any Captain America Civil War, right? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was a Captain America. Yes, yes, Avengers yes, yes. Okay. But it was very much an Avengers movie. They and it was more of an Iron Man movie because 
Captain America was obviously the villain in that one because yeah, he was no totally kidding. on the wrong side of everything. Um, <laughs> idiot. <And> <laughs> <laughs> so I remember those two in that one, and I don't feel like she had powers. or They, they didn't really have anything to do in the movie, uh, but I remember they were kind of a pair yeah. in that movie. And to your point, I, I wish I knew Marvel. I'd be more helpful here. But, like, I know there's people listening right now saying, okay, like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, if you're shouting at your phone or, you know, radio st- <laughs> if yes. you're shouting at your phone or computer or whatever right now at us, direct those to pilotsthepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We'll take that feedback. <laughs> write us an all capital, an all caps email so that we know you're serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, my point is that whatever that thing is that makes them kind of a pair and whatever that thing is that connects them, it honestly seems like they have more to do together in a TV show together um, than they do it, did in a movie. So it's cool that we're here at all, I think. Um, and uh, But you're right. I, you know, there, there is a connection there. There is a sort of love and respect for each other. She says somewhere at the end, we really aren't a typical couple, you know. And it's like they forgot entirely all the all the weird stuff that just happened. So they're yeah. still living in the illusion of the TV show. Uh, and this is where, you know, stop it, stop it, stop mm-hmm. it. And then he's killed over on the floor, choking on mm-hmm. something that's Mr. Hart. Uh, and it goes on way too long. And Wanda finally yeah. says, help him, Vision. Like It's like they channel who they really are yeah. for a minute there. And he reaches in to... Mr. Hart's throat and pulls the a full throated obstruction yeah. <laughs> that he pulls a, a deep throated one too. He really just want to take us in there. His throat uh, <laughs> and a wink. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> the trifecta. Thanks. <laughs> um, so he reaches into his throat, saves him, and then okay, well, we really must be off. This is a splendid evening. We're going to talk about you in management. Oh boy. Blah, blah, blah. So. Uh, <laughs> Is that a mustache sound, by the way? You do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Listen how the... And then she goes into, oh, we're not a typical couple. We don't yeah. have rings. We don't have... Like, we're not really married, and we're not really a thing. Yeah. And yet here we are playing husband and wife together, and that part of any of it seems to fit pretty nicely. Yeah. It's odd. It's really odd. Uh, but I would say for our purposes, you know, how do we rate the characters? I would say this was a successful. Definitely. Um, I mean, they were really fun. You really liked them. I liked them more as it went along. Mm-hmm. I a, li- a little bit rejected them at first because they felt like they, like this isn't really a 60s sitcom. Yeah. And your sensibilities as actors aren't, it doesn't feel natural. It feels like you're trying to play it more natural like yeah. you would today and not playing it like, theatrically like they would have in an old sitcom yeah. and it was kind of a oh, it really? was uncomfortable for me for a minute and as it went along I liked them both more and more mm-hmm. um, the uh, neighbor Agnes yes the the you know Norm and Mr. and Mrs. Hart I think that's pretty much everybody we had here right yeah um, and Agnes is played by Katherine Hahn. Do you recognize her from, from anything? From a million things. I know. And from from she screen tested for Pam on The Office. Oh, that's so she's right. from the YouTube videos. She's been all over Parks and Recreation. She yeah. always plays she was in We're the Millers. Yeah, she was in yeah, that. Yeah, so I know her from a million things, a million like raunchy comedies. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's in got a raunchy way about too. her. She was in um oh gosh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. She played it. Um, like she pretended for her friend to be a therapist. That was her? The couple's counseling. Yeah. She, so oh, I'm like. She was a kid. The big old. She wasn't a kid. Oh, she was younger, that I was guess. was 20 but. years ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> she does not age. That's all I'm saying. Catherine, you look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but no, she had like the big glasses and the thing. I don't know. It was just funny. She was very. She plays dorky well. Well, I don't know how old she is now, but yeah. she's probably between her. Probably. Well, I don't want to just throw out numbers, but yeah, it's she's between forty and fifty. Obviously, if you just yeah, if you just think logically, <laughs> she would have been in her twenties in in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yeah, and she wasn't as she was like a dorky friend yeah. in that one. And nowadays, she's always a like a hot bitch in charge kind of yeah role. Absolutely, and she's always very independent, doing her own thing, crazy. She's <laughs> yeah, always crazy. Always crazy. She's big. She's like a larger-than-life character in everything she plays. 
That's why I didn't recognize her. That's amazing. I know. I was like, man, that's going to bug me. I can't place her. And then I knew the exact thing I placed her in, so I had to give a shout-out to my girl. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the point where she accidentally, as the therapist and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, gets all caught up in um, in actually finding a solution to yeah. their, their problems. And then <laughs> says, that sounds like a great idea. You should have a weekend at his family's yeah. house. And then she looks at her. Um, What's Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson looks at her like, are, are you kidding? What the fuck and are you doing to me, man? Right. It's the, the look at, like you were the worst person to have hired for this role. <laughs> and the way she looks up and like bites her lip. She has this very distinct look on her yeah. face and she mouths, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. I really liked it. She's adorable. So I hope we get more of her regardless of what happens going forward. I think we will. I think that's yeah. just established. She is part of the main cast. Yeah, well, I mean, I, with everything we've set up so far, I just don't know how long we're staying in the 60s, you know, sitcom genre. So if, if we change genre, are we going to get rid of our neighbors, change our neighbors? Because she's kind of a trope. Yeah, a no, I, I have a feeling if we stay in other shows, mm-hmm. I have a feeling the tropes are going to evolve and people are going to be playing different characters. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd uh, like that. Yeah, and then we're still going to see, and I really only think that because you have some named actors in there, and some of them are kind of character actors where I don't know yeah. everybody by name. I don't know Mr. Hart's name. I know him from familiar. a million things. Yeah. Um, Kitty Foreman. Great. <laughs> I haven't seen her in such a long time. Oh, I feel like I see her every now and then, but I'm always just delighted when I do. I don't feel like we're dusting her off uh-uh. just for a guest starring role. No, that's true. Yeah. So when I, you know that she's in it, she's in it for serious business. Kind of mm-hmm. like you knew that Carl Weathers was going to be a big, big part of Mandalorian, or mm-hmm. suspected as much because it's Carl Weathers. He's Carl Weathers, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So. <laughs> Carl Weathers is the Carl Weathers of our time. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, does that mean he's just really old, or <laughs> what is that? No, that just means nobody does Carl Weathers like Carl Weathers. That oh, okay. means when Carl Weathers shows up. You shut up and you listen. You take note. <laughs> and you take an interest in what Apollo is doing today. Because it's like always such a treat to see old Carl Weathers. Apollo, huh? And he looks great. That guy always looks great. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> really hams it up on Mandalorian, though. <laughs> uh, well, now that I have Disney's Plus, I'm probably going to binge this series and Mandalorian. Those are obviously the logical things to do now that I have this as a commitment for a month. That's the right call. Yeah. Uh, All right. To simplify this, I would say for whatever we're supposed to know about the characters right now, I feel uh, confident in who they've introduced us to and the manner by which they've introduced them. I'm realizing as we're talking, if these guys are stuck in, uh, you know, suspended in this TV show alternate Mm -hmm. reality, that uh, the other actors could be also... Yeah. Nobody's necessarily a villain either yet. Yeah. The show ends with like pulling out of a TV and we're like in a control room and yeah. And it's in color and it's modern and it's showing us that what you just saw was manufactured. A, yeah, exactly. So we don't know where we're going to go with that yet or how any of it plays together, but for who we've got so far, you know, I like I'm interested. Yeah. And I like the actors. I just I would like to see more. Yeah. And have an idea of who are they and what are we doing here. So well done. <laughs> well done, I would say, in that way. Yeah. Cool. That you was know, fun. Marvel is not something that makes me think. It's not something that like raises questions and makes me go, oh, I'm really compelled by the mystery of all this. See, their TV shows nail it, though. Like, Daredevil, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Jessica Jones absolutely about the mystery of the thing like these are the like these are the reasons you should go to the marvel you know cinematic universe the movies are just eye candy and if you have to go to the movies this is what you watch (laughs) (laughs) but i don't find them as memorable well you're not gonna have well it's because they're all exactly the same but you're Mm -hmm. not gonna have a bunch of explosions and flying around space or you know new york city transformer style uh and doing the you know ending every Marvel movie the way every Marvel movie ends mm-hmm. in the show because you're not going to have the budget or so much ability to do that. So y- what you're saying is the longer form storytelling, the story that they tell are they're pretty interesting. Yeah, much more compelling. Okay. Absolutely. Because there are stories. It's not just 
I mean, I'm not I'm not opposed to violence in television or movies. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Not, not one of those people. I don't have a TV in my house at all. Um, <laughs> those people. But it just becomes like, okay, I've seen it. Yeah. Like, I have seen it. I don't want to continue to see it. This isn't turning me on. But you're saying that the Marvel TV shows really do prioritize story. Absolutely. Yeah, Daredevil especially. Like, you come into it and you... I mean, yeah, it's really cool to see what a blind man can do, but it's also really just exciting to follow his story. Like, mm. it's very compelling. That'll have to be one we add right. to the list at some cool. point. Well, <laughs> get your calendar back out and pencil it in. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to pass that. We're going to yeah. move into plot. Our expectations for the plot moving forward. I don't know. This is definitely one where, like, I... The only thing I know is that we're hopefully probably going to, <laughs> even as I say I know, we're probably going to figure out why they don't know that they're here. Like, what circumstances put them into this alternate reality? Um, I don't know that, I don't think that they're, we're going to figure it out anytime soon, but I do feel like that's going to be the question of the season. Um so, yeah, I feel like that's pretty clear in as much as it doesn't tell me anything about what's actually going to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, insofar as this category in our show, in mm -hmm. Pilots, <laughs> is seeking to understand where is the show going, Yeah, we're hoping that the show is going to let us in on what the show's about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that'll probably be happening in a later episode. Absolutely, So yeah. as much as we could figure out anything, it's... Why are we here? Mm -hmm. What are we doing? And what is going on? Uh, yeah, that's what I put. <laughs> yeah, and for all for all the question marks and the no yeah. answers and no indication of of getting closer to an answer. Yeah, uh, we we probably got to figure out how do these characters that exist in the Marvel universe that you know it is a Marvel show by genre we're deciding by genre. Mm -hmm. um, we need to know how our characters that we're familiar with are here and why they're here. Yeah. And my guess is we're going to be discovering that we're in a TV show. We're going to be trying to break out of the TV show. Um, there was an old commercial. We should probably make note of the old commercial. Oh, yeah. A the toaster by Stark Industries. Mm -hmm. And the light on the toaster was red. It wasn't it's black and white. toaster mate? Oh, was it? I missed oh, that. That's that? amazing. Yeah, yeah, the blinking red light on it was a red light. And they said, Ooh. new from Stark Industries. And they made it look like an old commercial, which yeah. they did a great job of. They did. Um, you actually had mentioned the, uh, you kind of had a call back to Arrested Development in that movie. Oh, moment. yeah. The cornballer. Yeah. <laughs> which is a great ongoing joke in Arrested Development. So I good. I fucking love it. <laughs> that everybody always burns the hell out of themselves every time they use it. Yeah, that it's actually really a liability. and <laughs> Hugely dangerous. Yeah, was it recalled? Do you remember? I don't remember exactly in what ways it was a huge failure. Just that it was a huge, total, and complete failure. Oh, yeah. No, it always hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> it was designed basically to hurt people, incidentally. That is what that reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was good. So, anyway, so we we are, I think, I my guess. Now, this is a guess. This isn't what the plot gives me or what the, what the uh, pilot gave me. Yeah. But my guess is that we're going to be uh, realizing we're in a show mm -hmm. and figuring out how to navigate our way out of it. Yes. That'd be my thought as well. Right. And that, you know, within that somewhere is going to be the plot. Yeah, absolutely. Does it get a pass for you for all of that, for all of those question marks unanswered? <laughs> in a show that only presented mystery, mm -hmm. the fact that I had that much clarity over this has got to be a mystery and that's yeah. what they're telling us when like when he's pulling the uh the when he's unseating the deep-throated um obstruction um and maybe realizing that wait a second why do we have powers how do we fit in the plot yeah uh, how like they're questioning how do we fit in the plot like what is Absolutely. the plot of this show for all the questions that they provide to walk away from that saying i think i see where we're going <laughs> I don't know how they did it. Yeah. But yeah, I would say that, yeah. that they did it. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, and the hook. The hook. I am hooked by the mystery. I really am. I want to know what the fuck is going on. Like, mm. I really want to watch more episodes. I didn't realize that they were going to be so short, so I feel like this is going to be an easy binge for me. <laughs> I'll probably be done with it by the end of the week, is all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I will have finished this here soon. I'm interested, too. I actually, I got to say, I'm interested in... That's cool. ...in knowing where we're going with it. 
and not wanting to commit, but also thinking, I don't know, why not? The reason why not is because I don't have Disney right now. Yeah. Disney Plus. But this is the the age we live in now. Make shows people want to watch. Yeah. So you got to pay for it. Well, I mean, didn't you express an interest in at least exploring more of the Star Wars universe? Sorry, the Star Wars universe through the new shows. Like, would you have any interest in something outside of the Mandalorian, or are you pretty done after? No, the no, I will. I will inevitably watch all the Star Wars shows. Yeah, because so? I'm a good American. Because <laughs> I'm a patriot. Uh, see, I don't like when I'm told that this is the thing I have to like. I'm kind of like you in that way. I think where everyone's like, "No, this is the best show," and I was like, "Yeah." So it sounds like it's stupid. If everyone loves it, it must yeah. be stupid, which is kind of counterintuitive, but well, like, I feel like I felt that way about Breaking Bad as well, where I'm like, oh, God, everyone's so in love with this show. Yeah. Well, big deal, guys. <laughs> Star Trek is the more mature brand and it explores bigger ideas. Um, and I am, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of a Trekkie. <laughs> and it's for, in the contract <laughs> yeah <laughs> and for star wars to be so by far and away the you know the bigger intellectual property and yeah. to constantly feel like oh, but if you like that there's such there's such gems in the star trek universe but mm-hmm. like, you guys are already nerds you're in love with star wars and it's like fantasy of a bunch of knights wearing dresses running around the universe talking <laughs> to children's toys <laughs> <laughs> and it's made for kids. <laughs> and why does the other one... But, you know, I love Star Wars. Yeah. I just resent that everybody doesn't love Star Trek as much as I feel like they should. Which I know better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would they? And how deep do they have to go to get caught up? On does your fan base need more bitchy fans, though? <laughs> do you well, need more opinions in that fan base? <laughs> I guess the thing is, whenever non-bitchy ones show up and say, no, that's really cool, I really like Star oh. Trek, then you think, whatever, fuck you, you just know the J.J. <laughs> Abrams movies. You're not a fan, get out of here, get lost. You like the J.J. Abrams movies? You don't realize all the reasons that they're horrible? Well, then you're not a fan, get out of here. You're like, well, I, I tried. Is right. <laughs> That's what passion looks like. In the, I love it. In the audio bar and the software. <laughs> it's okay. It, it now draws my attention to it, so I can tone it down just a little. Peak passion. We call peak, that passion. peak passion. I like it. Uh, speaking of peak, uh, let's look at our pink card. <laughs> says, look. Oh, you already said your thing. Oh, yeah. It. I wrote nothing on mine. I actually just ni- nicely put it back in the thing. It still says hook, but I'm reusing that next week mm. because... I feel like the hook was written on all of my other cards. <laughs> so let's say, uh, specifically on this point, yeah. which was already mentioned, mm-hmm. but the end of the show, in the last couple seconds of it, pulls yeah. out of the TV screen, or pulls out of the monitor, to show the control room that we're in looking at this. Yeah. Um, looking at this TV show, whatever this manufactured reality is. Absolutely. And then we go to... The outro, you mm-hmm. know, the closing credits, and it's which were seven minutes long, <laughs> and it's high production, yeah. and it looks like you know the end of a Marvel movie. Yeah, for example, for instance, uh, that is something that maybe should have been the hook of the oh, this is what's going on. Yeah, I think so. But I feel like we already knew that, so. <laughs> My point being yes. that while that probably needed to be shown mm-hmm. to link where we're at to where we're going, yeah. it wasn't groundbreaking or very interesting to me, yeah. that part in itself. Um, so I'm just recognizing that because for somebody who that was the moment that kind of tied everything together, going, oh, there's intrigue about. Mm-hmm. I was already intrigued. Yeah, the definitely. the thing that intrigued me, the thing, as it were, that hooked me uh, and what I wrote on my pink card my hot pink <laughs> card is i don't think the characters know that they are suspended in a tv show yeah absolutely and that's it i mean that's that's if you didn't know you were in a tv show what a huge violation <laughs> yeah no kidding i mean you're like in prison you're in it's like a black mirror although episodes where where somebody's mind and you know individuality is in a piece of technology now forever that they Weird. can't interact uh, that's a that's a major problem. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. It really takes away their agency. That's yes, that's a good way to put it. I was looking for a word such agency. as that, and agency was a good one. Um, their agency has violated, <laughs> and an agent of Shield. Ooh. Mm, that was a stretch. Yeah, I was like, neither of them are technically on the Shield, but you know. Points of effort. I appreciate you tying it into. No, Marvel. I'm just saying an agent of Shield should probably come rescue them. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Oh, you know what? That is absolutely within their scope. There. See. Yep, you got it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to naysay so early. Well, as a joke goes, that was a stretch. It's like, yeah. well, that wasn't funny, but yeah, you're right. There's a show called Agents of Shield. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. You're so hip with the times. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So that's what hooked me, and I guess that hook came. Fairly early, yeah. As they're trying to figure it out, or as or as maybe certain things are appearing to not be as they appear Absolutely. to our characters, uh, has has me hooked on seeing what's next. So if we were in a situation in which that would have rolled into the next episode, yeah, uh, I would have been saying, yeah, let's let it, let's let it keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think you needed a couple episodes to get to that point. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, baby. I really didn't expect you to like this. It's really exciting. I mean, not that I had seen it and, like, had a feeling on whether or not you should like this, but I know that everyone gave it a big question mark. Like, that's the only thing I've really heard about it Um, because I didn't dig to, you know, set expectations before this. I really did not want to have anything that would change my view of this because I wanted to come into this completely fresh, but... Everyone who said anything about it, they're like, I really want to know where they're going with this. <laughs> oh, so you're saying that you didn't know how I would feel about it, being as I already have nothing to draw on. Uh-huh. Uh, and all the people who have a lot to draw on who are predisposed to like it mm-hmm. aren't falling in love with it. It's not that they're not falling well, in love with it. but just, just not naturally. Like there's a sort of reticent to accept, reticence to accept it because they don't know what they're accepting. They're riveted by it. They're really excited by it, yeah. but they still don't know where it's going, which is, I think, really neat just because, you know, it, it, it doesn't even require being a fan, as it turns out. You being, like, my classic not-a-superhero fan. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the Batman argument some other time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you not being, like, a real fan of superheroes and being intrigued by this, I feel like seems to be the consensus that it's like, wow, they're doing something really interesting here. I really want to know what it is. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so not that people aren't accepting it. That yeah, no, it's very... accepting the show, but mm-hmm. they have no idea where it's going. Yeah, everyone's recommended it to me, and they're like, just binge it, I want to know what you think. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll binge it after I've, <laughs> after I've gotten my toe wet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Batman argument <laughs> is resolved simply through this... If you're not a fan of superhero stuff mm-hmm. and comics, um, then Batman is a superhero because that's yeah. how he's been presented to you in pop culture your entire life. But if you're actually a fan of superheroes, you would recognize, well, he's not actually a superhero. It's a, it's a vigilante story. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Now we're getting all nerdy with superhero <laughs> stuff again. <laughs> Batman's a superhero comic. But I think that is the exciting thing about him and why people who don't like superhero stuff like him. And that was, I guess, all that I was trying to say. It's not that he's not part of our club. It's yeah. just that it makes sense that you would be drawn to the Batman story rather than any other one because you're not drawn to the superpowers. You're, jo- you're drawn to the vigilante just- Wow, vigilante justice of it all. You really want to like knock out the bad guys. You don't want to have to shoot lasers from your eyes to get it done. He's the best character because he made himself this way. Absolutely. But Tony Stark. Also I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but Tony Stark is also not a superhero by that logic. He's just another. He's not. He's, he's absolutely not. Just another eccentric billionaire. I with, agree. With more panache and less tortured. So then it becomes, well, do you prefer Batman or Tony Stark? And for me, every time it's Tony Stark. Oh, I but am Bruce Iron Wayne's Man. sexy, don't you think? All of his dark broodiness. Which version of him? Because there have been so many Bruce Wayne. Christian Bale. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Uh, I was too young to like Michael Keaton as Batman. He was just too much of a... He seemed like a dad character to me. And I was just Mr. like... Mr. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I was too young to be like into Batman. Like, you know, as a crush sort of thing. If, if it was an animated Batman, I probably would have been into it, but... It's a Tim Burton movie, though, and Tim Burton, as we all know, is the Joss Whedon of our time. I feel like that's a diss. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're taking it as a diss, and I'm like, 
Tim Burton does some pretty cool things too, though. <laughs> That's fine. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to sling shit. <laughs> you slingshot shit. <laughs> Not about to get my hands dirty. <laughs> uh, I told you my sister and I used to have poop fights. <laughs> I don't know that I heard this. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> growing up, we had horses. <laughs> oh. And um, we were supposed to muck out the stalls. It's like, that's one of our chores. And horse poop isn't as nasty as other kinds of poop. Like, I'm going to start with that. That it's like, it kind of just, it's like hay without the nutrients from it. Like, it's dry, flaky, grassy. you know. It's very grassy, yeah. Like, cow poop is definitely, there's no comparison. Like, mm. cow poop is nasty. Horse poop is... It's nasty while it's still wet, but when it's dry, it's not so bad. So, you know, we just kind of throw at it, throw it at each other playfully. And Lauren is like a showstopper um, and had to grab like the wet one and throw it. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, we're not playing this anymore. <laughs> you took it too far. That's gross. Did she look at you with like that demon face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took it too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she definitely, uh, it was a power move for sure. It was a power move. <laughs> so anytime I hear slinging shit, I'm like, it, it has a very personal meaning for me. <laughs> um, let's not get too personal now. That's yeah. a hilarious story. That's maybe a funnier story than I think you even realize. By <laughs> You're just yeah. looking at, well, here's a thing from my life. And <laughs> something I've had to lie to my mom about for a long time. <laughs> I think she may have known and just doesn't acknowledge it. Like, <laughs> it's very possible that she's like, no, my kids don't do that. <laughs> uh, so what do we do next? Um, you know, you should be really excited about this one. It's our Picard episode. <gasps> next one is Star Trek Picard, which I've actually been really looking forward to it even before you and I started pilots. Um, it was something where I was like, ooh, I tried to get into next gen. Wasn't super excited about it because I watched them sequentially and couldn't make it through season two yeah. for all the reasons we discussed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the writer's Lasky, strike. Writer strike. <laughs> Riker before he had a beard. <laughs> all of these things. Um, but yeah, no, this one looked good because I really liked Picard. Like, he was great. Um, it was just all the other fucking characters. I like Data, too. And, and I, yeah. I've heard, I've read a little bit that I might get a little bit of Data in Picard. So It was in the trailer. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the trailer. No, no, I'm just saying there's no, okay. that's nothing spoilery in that. Oh, I'm not saying it's spoilery. I'm saying I haven't done my research, so I can't say with any certainty. certainty. Yeah. Okay, I'm saying that um, uh, that's that in fact it. correct, cool. and I'm not, and I'm not spoiling anything by telling you that. Oh, okay, because yeah. you were worried that next I was going to be like, oh, God, spoilers, because <laughs> that's what I do. Is that what you're saying? No, we're just letting you know. <laughs> yes, that's the truth, and it's just it's, and that was in the early, one of the earlier trailers, which was yeah. thrilling for Trekkies. That was just the yeah. such an exciting moment. But you know what? We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we'll be excited to tell you more about uh, where you can find us on the Pizza and Pop Party podcast, uh, which is hosted by our friends Jimmy the Prince and the Homie Gibson. And the homie Gibson. Uh, cool. Well, and we're super grateful for that invite, by the way, to participate with yeah, that. Yeah, very excited. Yeah. Um, but we will uh, be giving you more information on that. And in the meantime, if you would like to join the conversation or talk some trash or sling some shit, uh, <laughs> do so by visiting us at pilotsthepodcast.com or writing us an email direct to Pilots the podcast at gmail.com. That's pilots the podcast at gmail.com. I'm Riker. And I'm Shmi. And this is Pilots. Pilots.